Good morning, church, and thank you for joining me today as we study the Word of God together. But before we do that, I just have some reminders for you. First, our church's office is open from 9 to 5. If you guys need anything, please feel free to call. Continue to go to our website for any updates and information regarding our church as we go through this time together. And lastly, you can also continue to give online financially as you have been to support our ministry. I want to thank you for joining me this morning as we go to the Word of God. Let us pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for this morning. And Father, thank you that as we woke up this morning, Lord, you are still in the throne, you are still in control as we go through this time together as a nation. And Father, thank you that you've given us the ability to continue to preach your word. So for everyone listening online today, for anyone here today, Lord, that need a word from you and need encouragement, Father, we just pray that your Holy Spirit would just guide us now and continue to uplift us during this time. And we just pray, Lord, that now you would give us understanding and knowledge as we open up your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want you guys to go with me to Genesis chapter 28, beginning at verse 10, as we open up the Word of God. And this is what the Word of God says. It says that Jacob departed from Beersheba, and he went toward Haran. He came to a certain place and spent the night there, because the sun had already set. And he took one of the stones of the place he put it under his head, and he laid down in that place. And he had a dream, and behold, a ladder was set on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, the God of your father Isaac, and the land which you lie, I will give it to you and to your descendants. Your descendants will also be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, and you and your descendants shall all be blessed. Verse 15 says, Behold, I'm with you. I will keep you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. And I want you to notice something in verse 16. Jacob woke. Jacob awoke from his sleep and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome! Is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. As we go to the Word of God this morning, I was reading this a couple of days ago, and I started thinking about the life of Jacob. You see, Jacob did something terrible, and as he wanted to be blessed, but he wanted to go about it the wrong way. See, the Bible says that Jacob lied and deceived his father into convincing him that he was Esau, his brother, who actually deserved the, 
the inheritance. And as Jacob lied and he deceived his father, he stole the rights to his brother's inheritance. This brought a wedge between them and divided the family. And notice that the Bible said that Jacob had to depart. So now we see that Jacob, he's alone, he's fearing for his life, and he's not really certain of what's going to happen, or he's not really sure of where he's even going. So Jacob has entered a place of uncertainty. And yet, even though he's afraid, maybe he's feeling guilty or discouraged, the Bible says that Jacob woke up in verse 17, and he said, How awesome is this place? See, that really grabbed my attention because when Jacob woke up, he said, how awesome is this place? But in the natural, there was nothing awesome about that place. See, between Beersheba and Haran, where he was going on a journey, it was a dry, empty, barren desert. There was nothing in the natural to even indicate that it was an awesome place. So what was Jacob really talking about? The truth is, it was an awful place. And yet he declared it was an awesome place. And then I thought about us as a church. I thought about you as an individual. I thought about us as a nation. You see, right now, we're in an awful place. We're going through an awful time. And maybe personally, right now, you could agree with me and say, yeah, Pastor, things are pretty awful right now. Maybe things are awful physically as we see all these people getting sick. Maybe things are awful financially as your hours have been cut short or you've been laid off. Maybe things emotionally are awful because you're lonely, you're afraid, you're anxious, you're going through some depression or some discouragement. There's no doubt in my mind right now that a lot of us can really agree that things might look pretty awful. You turn on the news and all you hear are awful things happening. And things might be so awful that you're wondering could it ever even get better? Will life ever be the same again? And what is God really doing during these awful times? And even though we're going through this awful season, as I read Genesis 28, it really began to convict me. Because Jacob woke up and declared this was an awesome place. And even though nothing changed about that place, it was still a dry, empty, barren desert. And nothing changed except his attitude. You see, as I began to pray about this, I started asking God to show me what he did with Jacob. See, I want to be like Jacob. I want to be in a place in my life that 
even though I can look around and things are awful, and even though I'm not in a place where I may desire, I want to have an attitude, a mindset to really see the good in the bad. Jacob learned to see the awesome in the awful. And I began to ask God, what changed about this? Even though his situation didn't change, his life didn't change, he was still in that desert. I noticed that what changed in Jacob was his perception. Perception is everything. See, perception is not what you see, but how you choose to see. And in these times, it's easy to be caught up in fear and anxiety and discouragement. I believe that fear right now is unavoidable. But to be imprisoned by fear and anxiety and even discouragement is an option. It's a choice that you make. See, when I read Genesis chapter 28, I realized that I don't have to be in a place of fear. I don't have to choose to live in a constant state of worry. I can actually have a perception that gives me peace, a perception that gives me confidence, a perception that gives me an assurance that everything is going to be okay. See, like Jacob, maybe right now nothing in your life has changed, but it's actually getting worse. Maybe like Jacob, you're in a place of uncertainty. And you don't know what's going to happen. But could it be today that God is showing us that you don't have to have a change in circumstance? You don't have to have a change of scenario or a change of anything to experience peace? to experience joy and even the confidence of God. Maybe you're praying and you're praying, God, change this situation. God, change this trial that I'm under. When was the last time you actually asked God if he's not going to change this for now to change your perception? Maybe today you're living in fear and you've lost sleep and you've lost peace because you're choosing to see things the wrong way. Your perception will have a profound impact on your attitude. And your attitude will always affect your behavior. And maybe what we need right now as a nation is not a change in circumstance but a change of perception. I want you to go with me to 2 Kings chapter 6, beginning at verse 15. And as we read this, I want to show you a powerful prayer that you can pray. The Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15, It says, Now when the attendant of the man of God had risen early, and he gone out, behold, an army 
with horses and chariots were circling the entire city. And his servant said to him, At last, my master, what shall we do? Have you ever been there? The Bible says that this man woke up and he thought it would be a normal day. He went outside and he never expected that this massive army would be waiting for him to destroy him. That the entire city would be surrounded. See, that's what I feel is happening to us right now. We never expected to go through this time with this coronavirus. You never expected to get laid off from your job. You never thought that you'd be isolated in your home. But see, life can change so quickly. And I want you to notice the reaction this man had. His reaction was that of fear. Because he said to himself one thing. What are we going to do? He was in a place of uncertainty. He didn't know what he was going to do to change this situation. And when he did not know what to do, his first reaction was that of fear. Right now, you may be in that place where you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know what you're going to do about work. We don't know what we're going to do about church. You don't know what you're going to do about putting food on the table. All of us may be in a place of uncertainty. But notice what the Bible says as we go back to verse 16. The Bible said that Elijah answered him and said, Do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elijah prayed and he said, O oh Lord, I pray that you would open his eyes, that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw and behold the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. What a story. As this man was afraid and discouraged and trying to figure out what he was going to do, Elijah told him, don't be afraid. But notice that as Elijah prayed, Elijah didn't pray for the circumstance to change. Elijah didn't pray that the Lord would just destroy the army there. The one prayer Elijah prayed was, Lord, open his eyes. In other words, he said, Lord, change his perception. So maybe what we need today is not a change of situation, but a change of perception. Because I believe that your perception is what's keeping you in bondage to fear. Your perception is what has you in constant worry. 
and you're choosing to see the natural. But see, when God opened his eyes, he opened it to the heavenly realms, the supernatural. You have to believe that you serve a supernatural God who is sovereign over all the natural things that are happening right now. So God is supernaturally doing something that right now you may not even be able to see. So as Elijah prayed, Lord, open his eyes, the man was able to realize that God was with him, that God was working, and that God was protecting him. And this is why Elijah told this man, do not be afraid. See, when we pray, Lord, open my eyes, I begin to believe that the Lord is going to show you things that's going to give you encouragement. You have to learn to see your situation through the eyes of God. Let me give you an example. Right now, do you think God is worried about what you're worried about? Do you think that God is afraid about what you're afraid about? Do you think that God is confused about what you may be confused about? The answer is absolutely not. So you need to pray and say, Lord, help me to see my situation through your eyes. See, like Jacob, when we learn to see through the lens of God, our perception could really change to the point that it has a profound impact on our attitude. And like Jacob, you can learn to see the awesome in the midst of the awful. You could have an awesome attitude during an awful time. And you can actually begin to have the faith to believe that God is doing something awesome with the awful you're going through. You don't have to live a life of fear. You don't have to live a life of bondage to discouragement and anxiety and worry. Right now, as I speak, no matter what you're going through, you can begin to declare that this is an awesome place. Even though what's happening to you is not awesome, there's nothing awesome about a virus. There's nothing awesome about job loss. There's nothing awesome about isolation. But even in the midst of the awful in your life, you can begin to believe for the awesome. Jacob did this through an encounter with God. See, the Bible says that when Jacob had a, a dream... He saw a ladder descending from heaven to earth. And he said in that ladder there were angels going up and down, ascending and descending. You realize that the Lord gave him the vision of this ladder to remind him that he was working in his life. You see, angels carry out the work of God. 
God would tell angels to fight in an army, and they did. God would command angels to give a message, and they would. Angels are responsible to carry out the work of God. And the reason they were going up and down constantly is because God was letting Jacob know, I am constantly at work. God never stops working. And the reason that Jacob saw the ladder from heaven to earth is because he wanted Jacob to know that my heavenly realm is connected to what I'm doing here on earth. God is not far off. God is not absent. God is actually working constantly for you. And when Jacob saw this, he realized that God was with him, that God was working, and that God was going to bless him. When he had a change of perception, it's no wonder he woke up and said, how awesome is this place? Because he wasn't looking at the desert. He wasn't looking at the dry and the barren. He was looking through the lens of God. So today I'm asking you, church, to do the same. I believe that right now God is working constantly in our lives. God is working in the midst of this virus and the crisis we're going through as a nation. And I believe that God is still able to bless you in the midst of this awful time we're in. I want you to notice when he woke up, there were three perceptions he had of God. And I believe these perceptions will give you peace. These perceptions of God will give you confidence. And here it is. It's found in verse 20, verse 21. The Bible says, as we go to verse 20 of 21. Jacob made a vow saying, If God will be with me, and will keep me on this journey that I take, and will give me food to eat, and the garments that I wear. Look at verse 21. He said, I will return to my father's house in safety. See, even though Jacob was uncertain of what was going to happen, and even though he was afraid of his brother coming back to kill him, there was a level of confidence he had because of these three perceptions of God. And I want to show you what those perceptions are. Verse 20. The Bible says, the first thing he said was, if God will be with me. Notice the perception he had of God was that God could be with him. Right now, no matter what he did, no matter what he was going through, he had a perception that God could be with him. And that's a perception that I want you to have of God. God is with you right now. God has not abandoned you. He has not forgotten about you. God is not only with you, but He's working on your behalf. He's getting ready to bless you. And when you have that perception, 
it will give you confidence that things will be okay. But if your perception is that you're alone and that God has abandoned you and God has forgotten you, the devil has plenty of room to put discouragement in your heart. You're giving fear the right to dominate your thinking when you actually have a perception of loneliness and abandonment. So Jacob declared, God will be with me. The second perception that he has is that God will keep me. So he said, God, if you will be with me and you will keep me, that word kept means to protect, to watch over, to guard. You see, one of the other perceptions he had of God was that of a protector. Do you believe right now that God is protecting you? Even though things might be awesome, awful, sorry, even though things are awful, God can protect you. God can still work something in your life to keep you from harm. You don't have to be afraid of what's happening. You don't have to be alarmed and worried about what will happen. You have a perception that God is not only with you, but God is protecting you. But if your perception is that of God not protecting you, you're allowing fear to take control. That's why you're going to lose sleep at night. You're going to say, what if, and what if this happens, and what if that happens? And if your perception is that God is not protecting you, you're going to have this idea that you have to do it on your own. You have to protect yourself. But see, if your perception is that God is protecting me, you can trust Him when things are awful. You can trust Him when doors are closed. You can trust Him when He takes something away from you. The Bible said that God has a plan for your life. A plan not to harm you. God is not looking to make your life miserable. God is not a God that wants to destroy you and make you sad and, and angry all the time. God actually wants to protect you because He loves you. So even though Jacob was in an awful place in his life, he had a perception of God of that of a protector. So Jacob perceived that God would be with him. Jacob perceived that God would protect him. And Jacob also said, on this journey that I take, and will give me food to eat and garments to wear. Notice that he said, if God will be with me, that's the first perception. If God will protect me, that's the second perception. And if God will give me, that's the third perception. The third perception that Jacob had of God was that of a giver or provider. See, even though Jacob was uncertain about where he was going in his life, even though Jacob had no direction and was really afraid, when he changed his perception and he saw that God was with him, that God could protect him, but also that God could give him, 
He believed that no matter what his life looked like, no matter how awful a situation, he believed that God was a provider. Is that your perception of God now? Maybe bills are piling up. Maybe they've cut your hours at work or you've been laid off completely. And you don't know how you're going to make ends meet or you don't know how you're going to make it to next month or next week. But if your perception is that God is a provider, then you're not thinking in the natural. So even though in the natural, you're financially in an awful place, in the supernatural, you believe that God can still make a way. If your perception is of that, of God being a provider, you don't worry about the economy. You don't worry about what the news says. You don't worry about your layoff. You choose to believe through your perception of God that God will make a way. That God will provide. You may not know how. You may not know when. But if your perception of God is a giver, then you believe with faith that at the right time, the Lord will come through. In the Bible, you see many times where God was just a provider. You know, I thought about a widow in the Old Testament that the creditors were knocking at her door and they were demanding that she pay, but she couldn't. And they were threatening to take her son to be sold as a slave. And she didn't know how she was going to get out of this awful situation. This was clearly an awful time. But yet as she goes to Elijah, Elijah tells her to collect as many jars as possible. She didn't understand why, but she did it. And supernaturally, God provided oil for this woman to be sold in the market so she would not only pay her debt, but have enough to live on. See, that's the God that you serve because the Bible said God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that God that did that for that widow is the God you're serving right now. So you may have the creditors knocking. You may not know how you're going to financially make it. But God does. Everything you have right now in your life is perception. So if you perceive that God is with you, you don't have to feel alone or abandoned. If you perceive that God will protect you, you don't have to fear what comes. And if you perceive that God is a provider, you will continue to have faith that the Lord will make a way. It's no wonder Jacob had confidence during this awful time in his life. So Jacob learns to see the awesome in the midst of the awful. So as I finish up, I want to ask you this question. Have you been allowing fear 
to dominate your thinking? Have you been living discouraged lately? Are you losing sleep and have you lost joy? Have you lost your peace because of everything you're going through? See, I believe as you're listening to me online now, you can identify some pretty awful things happening in your life right now. And you're saying, well, pastor, everything in my life is awful. We're going through an awful time as a nation, as a church, whatever it may be. But what if right now, there's a ladder you don't even see? What if right now there are angels all around you you're not even aware of? And what if God right now is telling you, I'm working. I have a plan. I'm in control. When Jacob saw that ladder, he said, surely God is in this place. That place he thought was awful. That place that only looked like a dry, barren desert. He said, God is in it. And I want to tell you right now, church, that God is in that awful situation you're in. God is in that trial you're going through. God is in this pandemic right now. And I believe and choose to believe he's working. So if you would just have the perception and say, God, you're with me. God, you're protecting me. And God, you are providing for me. I believe fear has no place in your life. So maybe you're living under uncertainty, as we all are. Maybe you need to ask the Lord today to open your eyes. Maybe lately you've just been believing in the natural. And the Bible says we don't live by sight, but we live by faith. That means that you don't live your life in the natural. You don't go by what you see. You don't go by what you hear. You go by who you serve. And that is God Almighty who's making a way for you right now. And I know that you're scared. And I know that you're wondering what's going to happen. You're like that servant we read about. And you're saying, what are we going to do? Well, I want to be your Elijah right now and tell you, don't be afraid. The God that is with you is more than what's against you right now. But only you can choose to believe that. So like I said, fear, anxiety, worry is unavoidable. I believe it's going to show up in this time. But being a prison to it being imprisoned by fear and anxiety and worry. Well, that's your choice. Will you choose to believe that God is working in the midst of your awful? There is something awesome about knowing that God is in the awful. This week, 
as we remain isolated, there's a lot of reading I've been doing. And as I was reading this book, I had this crazy thought. But I have this bad habit as I read. And when I'm reading, I can't wait for the next chapter or the next page. I, I want to know what's going to happen. So I, I tend to go to the very end and see the outcome, see the answer. And then I go back and I don't worry about it anymore. I don't really trying to figure it out because I know the ending. And I thought to myself, how awesome would it be if God would just give me a book of my life? And I would see in the pages what I've already been through and I say, oh, I remember that and I remember that. But what if I could fast forward and, and skip some parts and try to see how everything ends? And I say, man, that would be great because then I wouldn't have uncertainty. Then I, I wouldn't have worry and fear because I would know what would happen. See, what God does, and I hate to tell you this, but God is not going to tell you everything you want to know. God is not going to show you everything that's going to happen. Because then God would not require us to live by faith. So what God does is He gives you one page at a time. You know what the Lord spoke to me this week when I was praying? He said, David, I give you enough grace for today, not tomorrow. That's why Jesus said, do not worry about tomorrow. For today has its own worries. What Jesus was saying is live for today, not tomorrow. You only have enough grace for today. So while you're trying to figure out how does it end, what's going to happen, I need to know. Understand that God can only give you today. What you have right now is today. But even though you don't have answers for tomorrow, even though you don't know the ending, can still live with faith and confidence because the Bible says in Hebrews 12 verse 2 it says fixing our eyes notice it says fixing our eyes our perception on Jesus who is the author and the perfecter of our faith I love that the Bible refers to the Lord as the author. Do you realize that God has written your story? And what you're going through right now, He was already aware of. He was already prepared for because He put it in your story. So whatever problems you may have, whatever crisis you're suffering now, God added that to your story because he is the author and I love that the Bible says and a perfecter 
That word perfecter means to bring everything together, to work, to finish. So you realize that God, He's not going to leave things in your life undone. God will always finish what He started. So knowing that we only live by one page at a time, we only live one day at a time, but God doesn't. God has already written your story. He is the author. He's in control. That's why we have no reason to fear. I thought about David, who was going through so much. David conquered armies, and he had battles, and he had betrayal. He had moments of loneliness and discouragement that he wanted to quit. But there was one thing that David told himself, and one perception that he had. And that is in Psalm 139, verse 16. David trusted in God. David had faith in the Lord and remained confident because David said, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Did you know that David realized that every day of his life was written by God? That God had a book of David's life? And because he knew that God was the author, he trusted him. So you only have enough grace for today. So discipline yourself today. Not to worry about tomorrow. Hey, let's not worry about next week. Let's not worry about the next few months or year. Let's just focus on today. Today is Sunday. And you can handle it. Pray. Worship. Listen to this message. Because you have the grace for today. But what about Monday? What about it? God is there already. So like Jacob, you might be in an awful place. You might be saying, well, pastor, things are awful. I don't know how I can see the awesome in it. Begin to pray and ask the Lord to change your perception. Whenever you're afraid, say, Lord, you're with me. Whenever you, you feel discouraged, just say, Lord, you're protecting me. And whenever you don't know what to do, just say, Lord, you're a provider. I believe that Jacob realized that God was closer than he thought. So right now, as we pray, I want to pray that the Lord begin to open your eyes. And whatever awful place you may be in right now, I believe there's something awesome you haven't seen. And that awesome thing is God, who's working on your behalf, who is with you, who is protecting you, and who is providing for you. And you only have enough grace for today because that's all you need. And trust that God is writing your story. The author and the perfecter of your faith. Let's pray today.
Father, thank you, Lord, for this word. And Lord, like Jacob, we're going through an awful time in an awful place. But I believe, Lord, that in the unseen, that in the heavenly realms here on earth now, Lord, you're working. You're with us, you're protecting us, and you're providing for us. And maybe our perception is the reason that we've had fear, we've had worry. But Father, I pray that you would open up the eyes of everyone listening now, that you would help them to see what is unseen right now, and that as your presence working, a blessing. I believe there is a blessing in the awful because you are awesome. And Lord, though you give us the grace only for today, help us to trust you for tomorrow. Father, even though we don't have all the answers, you do. So I pray that you would encourage us during this awful time, that you would give us faith and strength to believe that even though we're going through this, there is a blessing on the way as we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you and thank you for tuning in with us this morning. I look forward to next Sunday and bringing you another message and I believe and look forward to actually physically meeting with you soon. But we'll have that in prayer. God bless you and have a great week.